Internal Revenue Service IRS tax news. IRS updates process for frequently asked questions on new tax legislation and addresses reliance concerns. IR 2021-202 October 15, 2021, Washington. Today, the Internal Revenue Service is updating its process for certain frequently asked questions, the FAQs, on newly enacted tax legislation. The IRS is updating this process to address concerns regarding transparency and the potential impact on taxpayers when these frequently asked questions are updated or revised. At the same time, the IRS is also addressing concerns regarding the potential application of penalties to taxpayers who re rely on the frequently asked questions by providing clarity to taxpayers as to their ability to rely on frequently asked questions for penalty protection. So obviously, if you have this kind of gray area in the law, you got to go over the hierarchy of the law and try to determine whether or not what position you would be taking would be appropriate or not. The frequently asked questions, then, if you get to the level of the frequently asked questions, how relevant are they in terms of support of your position in the event that the IRS was to turn around and say, for example, you know, we're going to argue with that position and you say, well, I relied on the frequently asked questions, how 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 much can you rely on them, basically? So significant frequently asked questions on newly enacted tax legislations, as well as any later updates or revisions to these frequently asked questions, will now be announced in a new release and posted on irs.gov in a separate fact sheet. This fact sheet, frequently asked questions, will update to enable taxpayers to conform the data on which any changes to the frequently asked questions were made. So now they're going to give you those changes to the frequently asked questions. That could be nice, keeping them hopefully up to date as changes to the laws and the positions are, are changed over time. Additionally, prior versions of fact sheets, frequently asked questions will be maintained on irs.gov to ensure that if the fact sheet frequently asked question is later changed, taxpayers can locate the version that relied on if they uh, later need to do so. So in other words, if you were to say, hey, the IRS is now arguing with my position, I relied on the frequently asked questions to take that position as a support for it, and then they changed the frequently asked questions to update their current position, then it would be nice if you had a, a trail to say, hey, at least this is the point in time that I've relied on it possibly, and it was, it was different <laughs> you know, earlier to that point in time, for example. In addition, the significant frequently asked questions on new legislation, the IRS may apply this update process in other contexts, such as when frequently asked questions address emerging issues. To address concerns about the potential application of penalties to taxpayers who rely on frequently asked questions, the IRS is today releasing a statement clarifying that if a taxpayer relies on frequently asked questions, including frequently asked questions released before today in good faith and that reliance is reasonable, the taxpayer will have a, quote, reasonable cause, end quote, defense against any <coughs> negligence penalty or other accuracy-related penalty if it turns out the frequently asked question is not correct, uh, correct statement of the law as applied to the taxpayer's particular fact. So obviously the frequently asked questions are not actually the, the law itself. They're given to give guidance to it, but they are a form of guidance on the IRS webpage. So you'd think they would have some uh, clarifying standpoint that you can rely on to some degree. So the question is, how much can you? So for more information on taxpayer reliance, see the general over overview of taxpayer reliance on guidance published 
in the Internal Revenue Bulletin and Frequently Asked Questions. There's a link to that here. As part of today's revision of the FAQ's process, the following le uh, legend will be added to fact sheet frequently asked questions. These frequently asked questions are being issued to provide general information to taxpayers and tax professionals as expediously as possible. Accordingly, these FAQs may not address any particular taxpayer specific facts and circumstances, and they may be updated or modified upon further review. So they're basically, here's the lawyer language saying, hey, if you rely on this, <laughs> you know, it's don't, don't blame, don't blame us kind of thing going on here. That's a typical, typical kind of thing. You got to, got to do it. So in any case, because the FAQs have not been published in the Internal Revenue Bulletin, they will not be relied on or used by the IRS to resolve a case. Similarly, if a, an FAQ turns out to be an inaccurate statement of the law as applied to a particular taxpayer's case, the law will control the taxpayer's tax liability. So clearly, you know, you got to go through the hierarchy with regards to taking a position. And the hierarchy starts with the law, not the frequently asked questions. So if there's going to be a discrepancy between the law and the frequently asked questions, they're going to go then, you know, to the law. Nonetheless, a taxpayer who reasonably and in good faith relies on frequently asked questions will not be subject to a penalty that provides a reasonable cause standard for relief, including negligence penalty or other accuracy-related penalty to the extent that reliance results in an underpayment of tax. Any later update or modifications to these FAQs will be dated to enable taxpayers to conform to confirm the date on which any changes to the FAQs were made. Additionally, prior versions of these FAQs will be maintained on irs.gov to ensure that taxpayers who may have relied on prior versions can locate that version if they later need to do so. General overview of taxpayer reliance on guidance published in the Internal Revenue Bulletin and FAQs. Guidance published in the Internal Revenue Bulletin. The Internal Revenue Bulletin Bulletin is the, is the authoritative instrument of the Commissioner of Internal Revenue for announcing official rulings and procedures of the Internal Revenue Service and for publishing Treasury decisions, executive orders, tax conven conventions, legislations, court decisions, and other items of general interest. It is the policy of the service to publish the bulletin, all substantive rulings necessary to promote and uniform application of tax laws, including all rulings that supersede, revoke, modify, or amend any of those previously published in the bulletin. So clearly there's a changing law that's going to be changing over time. How are we going to address the new changes that are happening in over time? And as a taxpayer, as the law changes, which is obviously the more the law goes through constant flux or the quicker it does so, the harder it is for a taxpayer to comply with it. Then, and with these changes, with you know the pandemic and everything, clearly there's been changes, a lot of changes. So you know, how do you keep up with that as easily as possible? And how can they use technology now, their website and, and so on, to possibly do that a little bit more efficiently, so the public can can pick up what they need to know and kind of understand the hierarchy of the laws as they're changing. All published rulings apply retroactively unless otherwise uh, in, indicated. Uh, procedures r related solely to matters of internal management are not published. However, statements of internal practices and procedures that affect the rights and duties of taxpayers are published. Revenue rulings represent the conclusions of the service on the application of the law to the 
pivotal facts stated in the revenue ruling and those based on positions taken in rulings to taxpayers or technical advice to service field offices identifying details and information of a confidential nature are deleted to prevent unwarranted invasions of the privacy and to comply with statutory requirements. Rulings and procedures reported in the bulletin do not have the force and effect of Treasury Department regulations, but they may be used as precedents. So you're talking a ruling in terms of, again, the hierarchy, if you're in like kind of that gray area. Rulings not published in the bulletin will not be relied on, used, or cited as precedents by service personnel in the disposition of other cases. In applying, in applying published rulings and procedures, the effect of subsequent legislation, regulations, court decisions, rulings, and pre procedures must be considered, and service personnel, others' concerns are cautioned against reaching the same conclusions in other cases unless the facts and circumstances are substantially the same. FAQs, FAQs are a valuable alternative to guidance published in the bulletin because they follow the IRS to more quickly communicate information to the public on topics of frequently inquiry and general applicability. So in other words, it seems to me they're basically saying, you know, you should go through the general hierarchy here. We know that's kind of a tedious process and you're speaking legalese and trying to get through that hierarchy. And therefore, they got the frequently asked questions, which are probably an attempt to simplify the code in such a way that they're going to get to the core questions as directly as possible. But in doing so, you lose some of the legalese, the, the language that kind of, you know, makes things more complicated, but possibly more precise, which is the point, because you're trying to communicate to actual people that, you know, are trying, trying to get to the gist of what you're talking about there. And there, but in the process, of course, you're getting that trade off between the full legal language and going through the hierarchy of changes as they change over time and looking at the process, you know, as court cases develop and this and that versus trying to get that clear language out in like a frequently asked question kind of format. And then the inconsistencies that are going to happen between the two just due to the fact that you have less precision when you're, you know, have less words. So the FAQ, more words, by the way, doesn't mean more precision either. More words can say less, but with more words if used precisely you can obviously be more precise with more words generally so frequently asked questions typically provide responses to general inquiries rather than applying the law to taxpayer specific facts and may not reflect various uh, special rules or exceptions that could apply in any particular case faqs that have not been published in the bulletin will not be relied on, used, or cited as uh, precedents by service personnel in dis, uh, dis, disposition of cases. Similarly, if a, if a FAQ turns out to be an inaccurate statement of the law as applied to a particular taxpayer's case, the law will control the taxpayer's tax liability. So they're not going to rely on the FAQs. You know, when you're arguing with the IRS, they're not going to be, hey, look at this FAQ. Typically, they're going to point to the to the resources. And so that's where you kind of want to go typically, too, if you're arguing back with them in general. So only guide, guidance that is published in the bulletin has precedential value, precedential value, meaning it takes precedent in the law, the laws, the basis on which you can argue with the IRS about the positions that they're taking. The FAQs, although they're provided by the IRS, aren't officially in that you know line of 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 precedential information. 
Notwithstanding the non-presidential nature of FAQs and taxpayers' reasonable reliance on an FAQ, even one that is substantially updated or modified, is relevant and will be considered in determining whether certain penalties apply. So they're going to say if the FAQ, you know, you relied on it, and but it's not exactly applicable to you because of the insufficiency of the of the language or whatever, they're probably going to say, you know, it looks like they're they're going to say you're not going to. They're not going to rely on the FAQ because they're going to look at the presidential pres- presidential law, but they, they might then, and if the presidential law doesn't agree with it in your particular case, because it's more specific or whatever, but they might still be able to, to waive some penalties possibly uh, due to the fact that you're relying on it. That seems to be the gist as far as I uh, in, interpret in this whole thing. Taxpayers who show that they relied on in good faith on an FAQ and that their reliance was reasonably based on all the facts and circumstances will have a valid reasonable cause defense and will not be subject to a negligence penalty. So when they say negligence, of course, if if you had, you know, a complete neglect for the law, meaning you didn't fraudulently do it possibly, which means you act, you actively uh, did something that was dishonest or you lied actively, but you weren't didn't do your due diligence, were negligent in essence. But in this case, you weren't completely negligent because you looked at the FAQ questions, if not the actual resources. And so so you might not be subject to that neg- negligence penalty in that case if you can basically prove that FAQ basically supports your opinion possibly. That's my interpretation. Or other accuracy-related penalty to the extent that reliance results in an underpayment of tax. You can see Treasury Regulation Section 1.6664-4B. There's a link to that here for more information. In addition, FAQs that are published in a fact sheet that is linked to an IRS news relief release are considered authority for purposes of exception to accuracy-related penalties that applies when there is substantial authority for the treatment of an item on a return. See Treasury Regulation Section 1.6662-4D. There's a link to that here for more information. You can look at those Treasury regulations and the frequently asked questions and any other links that are here in this wonderful update, uh, and, and there'll be a link to this to do so in the description.